Hey everybody, welcome back to Up The Vibe, and today I'm joined by fellow contributors Rupert, Alex, Donna and Peter, and today we're talking about the connections between consciousness and the UFO phenomena. Hi everyone, so we've got here, we've got Rupert, Donna and Peter, and we've got Alex here, and we're just having a, a discussion on consciousness, on UFOs, and all manner of things as interests. We, we are a podcast about upping your vibe and it really, we want to talk about raising consciousness and how what that means to us, why is it important, um, and just just to talk about uh, where where things are going with with all of us, given that we've all kind of we all met each other with C five, which is a a program initiated by Stephen Greer to look at how we can uh, initiate contact with our with our uh, star beings and. This is something that was very important to all of us, and we all met each other. And I think through raising consciousness, we found uh, a lot of commonality in our mindset, in in where we wanted to see the future. Um, so, I I'm Joe. I'm I'm going to be hosting this. Um, so let me turn it over to Rupert. So so Rupert, what what does uh, consciousness mean to you? That's a good question. Um, I think it's many different things. Like there's there's consciousness in terms of your own individual consciousness and your own, I think, perception of reality. And the only thing you know is real, I believe to some extent, is what you perceive reality to be. So I believe you're Joe, everyone else here is, is there an entity? But I never know that for certain. So this whole world around me is just projection of my consciousness, my interpretation of the world, the same with colors, the same with lights my version of red might be a different version of red to someone else. So I think consciousness kind of showed me that with my journey, it's about only I'm in control of my own driver's seat. I'm not in control of other people's driver's seat. So I can only have a positive impact on people. I can't force my view. I can't put pressure on people. There's a time to stand up for what you believe in and to defend yourself. I agree with that also, but there's a time to for the most part, just to be humble and have a level of humility and to understand that whether this world is real, because I do believe it's real, I don't know for certain, but those beings, any kind of beings I interact with, whether it's you guys or star people, um, I'm connecting with them always with positive intention. Um, with star people, I do. With general people, I don't think I always do it with positive intention, but I try my best to. And I think I just want to, come away it sounds a bit dramatic being 27 but to come away from life as a conscious being who's had a positive impact on many people across many different walks of life existences um and it's a journey because we're, we're kind of a for me to finalize a conscious being that's living in an avatar i think you might even said it joe weeks ago we're, we're an yeah. avatar and we're just an organic shell but we inhibit it so and we think uh, we're going to have some sort of uh, check in at the end of it all and to see how how much of an impact we've had and to to address you know any, anything that we need to maybe work on for the next life do you think there's a there's a part of that in in our in what what we call death but I, I think maybe it's maybe should be called death but rebirth somewhere else you know <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean I, I won't get into it now I have had what I believe is is visions of a past life and uh, it has had a really big but positive impact on me i'd be here for hours if i talked about that but i do believe we we die and we 
I don't know if it's like reincarnation in the Buddhist sense where you could come back as an animal or as a human or as a different being where you join this great continuum. You live as a, as a, just a conscious entity void from an organic body, but perhaps all of the above is true, but I, um, I do think there's a level of learning again. So you take something with you when you're reborn again, I believe. Um, and I hope yeah. you take something positive with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think when, um, when we're in this avatar we have access to our brains and we have the ability to make memories but when we we move out of the, the avatar we lose that access to the brain possibly we are yeah, still connected yeah. to the kind of connect the consciousness field which is just well she knows everything basically and um when we uh when we leave we do have a snippet of our own life it seems to be get recorded somehow in that conscious memory for our next life not everything gets recorded, but maybe just about enough. But who, who knows, eh? So, I quite, I quite yeah. like the idea of the um, closing karmic energy, if, if that makes sense, in terms of sort of like every time you swing one way, you look back and you see a different perspective and then you go back the other way and you're still completely bound by polarity. But every time you swing one way, you're not going to follow the same path back. You'll follow a different yeah. path. And I noticed that uh, you're using the infinity symbol to kind of describe yeah, yeah, that. And I think there's a, that's not, that's quite deliberate, but possibly. Yeah. I mean, quite a lot of people, uh, like the, the channeled content I've seen, stuff like that, they've said, you know, when they've asked the question to their guides or to, uh, to, to ETs or EDs that they're contacting, that they, they, you know, they've said, you know, what, if you could, if you could draw the universe, like what, what does it look like? And they often say a Taurus and, and now there's these discoveries being made um, by the other Taurus laboratories with older, <laughs> the Middle East name this Nassim um, Harimi's doing the, the um, you know, the know discovery sort of seeing, seeing that, um, you know, the, the smallest, what, what you would call the smallest level of the Planck scale, your, uh, your, your black box body, he was saying, is just the smallest possible measurement that we have is essentially a black hole. Yeah. And then at the larger it's scale, we minus thirty-four meters from memory is the uh, Planck's Planck length. Is it? The, I know. Um, I don't ask me. You don't ask me. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I did. I did do physics, so I feel I should uh, try and remember that. But uh, carry but, on. Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, I, I I sort of see it as 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 also that as well. As I mean, maybe they're somewhat the same shape in their own right. But uh, but yeah, it's a shape. You know, it's a you go one way and then come back the other, but maybe from a different angle every single time because the well, spinning <laughs> the universe yeah. is spinning so much given the nature of how you you kind of come around and then come around again it kind of it does make it infinite it never stops there was another one that was saying sort of in terms of like look almost like the goal the end game of sort of the incarnation process and going down to a, a low density is like you know the avatar almost a video game um, but but your your the sort of goal is to sort of see the back of your own head, to, to, which is you know seemingly impossible. But until you've lived every single possible type of experience, you won't know what it is to be experienced. It's almost like again how they say you're sort of um you know that your the universe is folded within you, um, and you have to experience every single aspect of being a universe. Is that, is that you? Or is that you as a fractal of consciousness, or is that consciousness as a whole? Oh, I mean, they're both part of the same thing. That's oh, the whole thing. The whole different universe, and like, you, you yeah. can take us, you can 
cut a small bit off and then that would almost replicate into the entire universe in its own process don't ask me what the timeline looks like that <laughs> on that on in that sense because by all accounts time apparently isn't really a thing you know when you go up to these higher levels of fractalized consciousness yeah. so, you know but um but yeah it's like it, it it's self-replicating if that mm-hmm. makes sense and uh, yeah. yeah you're almost every single possible experience you could ever possibly have and then it's like oh yeah you completed it now you go into the next dimension who knows I'm, I'm i'm not i'm no expert but it's the uh, <laughs> none of us are what's um what's your what's your thoughts on consciousness i take it to a much more um solid if you want to call it that level um various experiences that i have had on a specific level imply this whole thing exactly what Alex was saying about time and space and the continuum being so interrelated that it's difficult to establish exactly what time frame we're occupying here anyway. I mean, I've had an experience where my grandmother died and years later, many, many years later, she came through earth in years later earth years later she <laughs> came through in an experience for me which was quite clear that she was still around intact mm-hmm. not just what you would talk like within an envelope within a spatial sort of uh, realm she was there as the individual and that for me is quite remarkable i've had that kind of experience in various different ways. So time and space seem to be fairly um, holographic concepts, not actually real. I had a dream once where someone I didn't even know, but was in the same block of flats died. Um, and I dreamt that I was, I saw his, his wife trying to see through her window where he had gone and he was lying among uh, some um, lilies growing from a devastated, a this devastating was, fire. This was in your dream. You uh, this was in my dream, yes. And two days later, the real person died. And I didn't know him from a bar of soap, but I was in the same situation in the dream. I couldn't tell his wife that, uh, you know, don't worry, he's only sleeping, which was what he was doing in the dream, lying on it lying down among all of these flowers but it was two days later so where does the time frame uh, come in and what is reality because my experience was very real and then he died which was very real and it was only years later that I realized that the dream was actually meant for me which was also another real experience um, it was many years later. Yes, many, many years later, just a couple of years ago, where I realized I was being reminded, don't worry, when you die, you're only sleeping. I couldn't tell his uh, widow at the time either, when, when, you know, when he did die, I couldn't say, don't worry, he's only sleeping, because um, she didn't know me, and I didn't know her. <laughs> so, but, so do you think the locality within the flock of flats is the reason why you got this message, or was there some other reason? No, I, I think it was just simply that it was going to happen. And so it was useful as a way to remind me that 
not to worry that we are just occupying holographic bodies here and that we don't die, that we go on from here to something else. And um, there, there have been various experiences along these lines that have made me quite clear that time and space are clearly irrelevant uh, to our existence, that somehow we're all happening right now. I think irrelevant and a, a construct possibly yes. are, are different things. I think they're a construct. Yes. But they are relevant in the sense that without them we wouldn't be able to experience but that's a I, point yeah. yeah but i think i think i think exactly what you're, what you're saying is that um uh we have this kind of fixation on reality as being real when i touch this computer or this table or whatever i think it's real but that's that's my own consciousness trying to live in this this world but not isn't necessarily real. I don't know what's going on around me. It could be a cloud of, I don't know, uh, just <laughs> well, strings if you're into string theory, but it's, um, it's a construct in a way, and it's a construct from our consciousness. And um, it fascinates, when I, when I was doing physics um, before I was really interested in, in consciousness, there was a, there's a lot of experiments. I think the double split experiment is one that um, a lot of people know now where the, uh, the light going through the slit, um, without going into too much detail, is affected by the observation. So the observation itself is part of the experiment. And for me, that really is, is quite a telling thing. For the materialist scientist, it doesn't make sense. But for someone who kind of is exploring consciousness, it really, it really explains a lot that it's both, it's the consciousness that really is fundamental and the, mater the material world kind of comes after but what what uh, then if anyone's kind of thought about the kind of the consciousness seen, versus matter have you seen the uh the the, the quantum revolution series by by nasim um harim Haraman. oh sorry <laughs> i'm oh. terrible Nazim so so what they were saying is with the double split experiment um where the particle is then being shot as a in in multitudes rather than individual rather than shooting an individual photon shooting them with a, a collection of photons they behave like they're in a liquid and they then hence they 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 notice a wave format on the sensor on the, yeah. on the back screen um what are you, what what his current discovery is saying that is because space-time is a sense has almost that you know it's that the old argument of it being an ether of it having uh like a the properties of liquid basically um would make sense of that conundrum where they're saying it's uh, it seems to be different when it's being observed but if space-time itself almost acts like a liquid then that would make sense that it would but by firing a beat uh, a consecutive load of uh, photons they would behave because they would follow the curvature of space-time and therefore space-time is what's making it appear like uh waves so you get the interference pattern regardless of how often you mm. fire the photons because they yeah. are still existing in a space-time field is that yeah no, it's, it, it, yeah no it's just the way of describing it and that the, the, the literally space-time itself behaves behaves like a fluid so as soon as you fire mm -hmm. them in a beam they're all going to behave so like how does consciousness can't be part of that. It's, I'm not. I, you, you, it's interesting. Watch. It was. It was. 
lot to take in the whole series. Really yeah, I'm going to try and catch but like, what Because he does a really good analogy where he's saying, like, um, you know how they, they've been struggling with this whole dark energy and uh, dark matter conundrum? <laughs> Where they basically fudge factored in like eighty five percent of the <laughs> yeah, universe. Exactly. That's basically that's the most ridiculous thing, well, isn't it? <laughs> for our current model to work with with physics, we have to basically stick in eighty five percent of extra energy and extra mass to account that. for the expansion of of space. Um, mm. But what you were saying is like um, imagine stirring your coffee, and you take the spoon out. You can't see the black coffee doing is spinning basically just like the universe spins on these weird sort of vortice points these these axis points that seem are seemingly everywhere and have uh some sort of consciousness conscious mind almost directing where the certain points of spin are you know on a massive magnitude or on a micro scale um but then imagine pouring the the milk into the coffee and all of a sudden it basically creates a galaxy all your mass basically and he's saying what the science has been doing has been looking at the milk but not looking at the coffee which is looking at space-time as almost like a liquid just like the coffee uh it's it's being warped and being and where it spins that is what's creating the the energy the back the background energy of, of the vacuum basically and that's what they're kind of looking at and that's where that's what makes up all the rest of the 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 uh the um the maths basically that that they hope they weren't looking at looking at space time itself as being energy, and he's yeah, done the equations, and all of a sudden his equations have made sense, and now all of a sudden it's like ah oh, well if that makes sense then and that's based on background fluctuations which is like this again down on that Planck scale of every point in space and time being a little mini black hole that fluctuates with a positive and negative charge has some sort of conscious conscious construct to it so as much as we experience free will there seems to be some sort of direction that it's all going in. and we all sort of know that that when we go oh it's in balance and it's in flow you know it's only when we derail away from the the natural process of things that it starts to go wrong for us but it all seems to be going in a flow and then you realize yeah you are a fractalized element of that consciousness because when you try to go against it it uh it goes wrong for you when you're in flow with it, you're you're part of it. Yeah, but, no, I definitely agree that. Uh, I feel like I'm waffling. A bit. No, no, but what you said about the flow of life is is very uh, pertinent, I think, to all of us. Hmm. So, add something. I'd like yeah. to add something to this because it occurred to me the other day. Uh, let's see if I can get this right. That we are essentially atoms, which are held together by energy. That is all we are. Mm -hmm. But that energy, therefore, has to have intelligence because it has organized all of our different bits into the parts that make up the physical, in inverted commas, whole. So in some funny way, I believe that the intelligent space that holds us all together extrapolates ever outwards in a macrobiotic form so that it becomes the universe. So we are the universe. Uh, you know, if you take it on the Christian level, just say on the biblical level where people say you are in God and God is in you, uh, essentially that 
this energy, we are not really physical. If you go down to the basic thing, we're just atoms held together by electrolytes. Is it electrolytes? Electro. <laughs> Uh, well, the strong, strong and weak nuclear, nuclear forces, possibly, or the uh, electromagnetic force. But electrons, sorry. Electrons. Yeah. Electrons. electrons. Thinking. So, so what happens is very simply, so the large, so the small, all the way through, and there is a continuum throughout. So when you're talking about space and time, that also has something to do with it in a lateral sort of way with the vertical being provided by the space and time. Oh, I'm not expressing this well. Um, we are not really solid. Anyway. Well, I think that's, I think, I think a lot of us have heard the uh, analogy of, of um, if you were to take an atom and to expand it into a, a football field, the nucleus would encompass the, the, the dot in the center where you put the football <laughs> in terms of size. And the rest of it is the, the, I guess the Oort cloud of the of the electron that it moves in, yes. which yes. and the electron itself is so small in mass that you could say that we are all pretty much nothing. Yes, and at the same time, yes. put together in yeah. a specific form with intelligence, with some kind of intelligence. I think the universe is intelligent overall, and somehow that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Somehow we've got this, created this um, a multitude of life. But it is still, ultimately, when you look at it, still nothing somehow. Yeah. That's, that's, again, what that series goes into. It's right, right down. Essentially, when you're detecting, you know, an electron or, uh, you know, subatomic particles right down to the, the quartz, they're just yeah. properties, essentially. So it's yes. a property of, a property of the, the duality of the, vacu the background vacuum of space, which is basically just binary. It's yeah. ones and zeros. It's positive and negative charge. So it's just like where, where those areas of, that are very, very small have property, it creates your subatomic and then that creates atomic and then it all structures up but right at the very, very baseline of it all. It's just doing that all the time. And where it does, where it starts to get cohesive, it starts to create matter. And then from matter, you've just got everything that we experience and we're just in this slither in the middle just like your light spectrum you know there's a lot this way and you know there's a lot that way but we're just slap bang here in our relative perspective and like donna says it's it's all the way up and all the way down and mm -hmm. you're just sort of at this point and then maybe as we sort of go through the process you can experience being here you can experience being there i don't know how the whole incarnation that's a really interesting subject is uh, the incarnation process in terms of sort of you know you know, was the last, with the last lifetime, uh, a lesser, a lesser person, like, you know, as we might perceive in terms of, you know, in the, in the sort of uh, ascension process side of things, because there's a few channel, um, you know, some channel content where they said, no, actually coming down, you're coming down here to experience what, you know, you're free, one of your former lives, you may well have been, a you know, tw 12th dimensional Arturian or, or you know, <laughs> yeah. a, 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 a life force that's been knocking around for well we've all you know again what does that how long has that been going on yeah. for in terms i was of listening to something quite interesting recently about the idea that um humanity went through a timeline from on this planet and ended up in a pretty in a pretty bad way i'm not saying this is true but this is this was something i heard that humanity got into a pretty bad way but the technology allowed those few humans that survived this cataclysm to come back in time and to change the timeline 
and it was it was quite fascinating and i thought actually if we're in a multi-dimensional ver- a universe where an infinite number of timelines exist what what's wrong with the idea of going back in time but still living it forward in a new way as well, maybe you can still live it maybe it's like the matrix film <laughs> yeah. where it gets to reset it rather than rather than relive it and go back in time maybe it's because this is again like again some a lot of these um you know a lot of the channeled content that's coming out from you know there's not just one person saying there's a few people saying it that we're we're completing karmic energy from the last 25,000 year cycle yeah we've now come full cycle in 25,000 years but 12 and a half thousand years ago so the opposite side of the cycle was the time of Atlantis and that's when apparently they had done a lot in terms of um you know ascending the consciousness on this planet and then something went wrong it, it feels like something went terribly wrong yeah well, um, well that the 11,800 years ago this kind of um the great flood uh, which is basically called in terms of Noah is this time where something happened and I, I'd love to know what that was because it does seem like there was a lot of ascended beings in terms of consciousness but mm-hmm. for some reason whether it is because they had got to a point where uh they were a danger to the galaxy or maybe mm. something dangerous came in and did something wrong i i, I don't know <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we were, sorry mate maybe we were kind of learning something um which maybe there were higher beings not higher in that sense but there were other beings who didn't didn't want us to know so if there was a level of conscious developments from from other beings that you know maybe early but maybe more advanced previous humanoids if you will could have learned um there was something that came in place and this kind of like with like the, the anunnaki gods with um, ancient sumeria who almost laid this this foundation for this this world that we're living in and this kind of lower vibrational structure uh, which again take a while to explain but um i i do think like at that time with atlantean the stuff i've read about whether it, it happened or not i think there always has to be a window saying i've got to question this a little bit but you see it in many different biblical texts and other sort of ancient uh, hieroglyphic translations, they claim this idea of a mm. cataclysm, almost like a reset, but there was great advancement in, in conscious development, which is just unbelievable. And it's only now that we seem to be not, not rediscovering it per se, but we're discovering in our own way, I think, and reaching back to that. But again, when, when you were saying, Joe, tapping into different timelines and things like that, it all gets very... Um, very complicated because then there's this idea that where's alternate earths alternate reality an alternate version of yourself and that's where things get really quite quite interesting yeah definitely i, I kind of i kind of in my mind i visualize like a circle and you can go to any point in the circle but when you traverse the circle you always traverse it say clockwise and that's time going in, a, in that kind of way but you can go to any point in the circle and re and re project yourself across the circle but there are many 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 circles the fact that because you've got so many different timelines and and this is where my mind went into this kind of visual of all these circles linking together and then I got the Taurus out of that and I thought oh that was quite cool (laughs) and I I don't know if there's anything in that yeah the toroidal shape of the universe and how the infinite number of timelines all connect to each other I just thought that that's was a nice thought, but I don't know 
where that came from, but you know, I, I think the um, trying to see the back of your head. That's what I meant by that. In terms yeah. of you have to see every single perspective before you can understand yourself. So knowing yourself so at such a detailed level, mm. where you can literally describe the very back of your head, that something you could impossible to see with one perspective. You can only understand every perspective once you've lived every perspective. And at that point, yeah. you have full full knowing of self. And once you know full level of self, then it's like, right, here we go. Send us, send us, send. But I was thinking if, if you've got to the point in life where you can manifest anything you want, be anywhere you want, live any timeline, maybe once you've got to that point in your conscious experience, the idea of, of literally moving all of that away and going back to almost square one and saying let's relive it again might actually be quite um something that you'd want you want to do as a, as a conscious I, I, being i think beings have done that i really yeah. do it believe that sense. they they it's like a bit of a, a been there done that not in a bad way and i i do believe that you know some of the beings we've seen and observed through what greer talks about and they're operating these consciously based vehicles whether that's just been projected from their consciousness into reality or it's something they've built themselves and then they control it consciously it could be both um but they've got to a point where if like you said if they can go off different timelines if they can connect with us through c5 and all these different things they think actually i fancy going back to square one and i'm going to work my way up here but again that um it's almost like getting fit then you lose your fitness and you're getting fit again, I think sometimes, because you're never going to be like yourself when you were completely unfit and a novice and you don't know what you're doing. There'll always be a little part of that previous I life. Think, I think COVID has like... forced me into that position. But okay. <laughs> being, 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 being a pro athlete and then getting to the very top of your, your game, being a, the world's best at what you're doing and going, I'm going to take up golf. <laughs> yeah, my retirement funds. Yeah, that would be a, a golf. Make a dodgy deal. <laughs> so the, the, the storyline for the Space Jam film for Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. oh gosh, got the new one. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Oh, yeah, it's like the Hollywood decoded sort of thing. Just like, yeah, <laughs> the, you know, forget the Matrix and all the sort of like the subliminal messaging in there, you know, Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam, yeah. We should have talked on that for an hour, shouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but sorry, going back on, on Donna's point, um, you know, I think uh, she doesn't mind, you both don't mind me saying this, I assume yet there's some level of religious connection because I think in, in South Africa, your religion is, is massive, isn't it? Uh, in many respects and interpreted in different ways. Um, I've, I think growing up, I was quite a strong, strong atheist. And then when I got into spirituality, and meditation my perception on that changed a bit and I said in one sense I don't believe there's a a divine order that perhaps there are whether there are highly developed and uh, developed so conscious beings that can manipulate our realities I think there's almost a counter if we look at things on the very atomic level I think like it's just so intricate how it's been designed you can look at a, a larger scale of how intricate nature is and the universe and many other aspects, how could there not have been some sort of divine creation there? But easily you could think that if our consciousness can manipulate our reality um, through manifestation, uh, what's to say that this whole, where I was talking about earlier, that oh, all I know is my reality and what I see and what I feel and what I experience, what is to say that all of this isn't just someone else, it's some other being's construction, 
out of curiosity and we, we're just living it we we don't know and i think perhaps that could be another uh reality in itself it doesn't matter no it's just cool talking about it but um uh it doesn't no, matter but it's sort of thought that crossed my mind if I, if we ended up working out that we're all some form of in some form of zoo <laughs> to so to speak from a you know uh we're part of an alien zoo um would it matter well it may not i mean i i had this great analogy given to me um it's actually it was redone in a film and it's a bunch of um monks all chanting and meditating and uh, it's on some tibetan hill and this uh, local dictator kicks down the door of his troops and he gets his troops to run in and he, they beat all the monks and they stop chanting and then he gets the final head monk who's um, what appears to be chanting he's actually muttering a story and then the dictator grabs him pulls him up and he looks at him and he looks scared and the monk looks around him and he goes, what's happened? I've stopped all of you telling your stories. And he says, ah, oh, that means someone's still telling our story. Now, I'm sure someone else explains it a bit better, but what it means is that they're all creating a, a story or projecting a, a reality. But the dictator thinks if I stop all these crazy monks, all of reality and time space will just come in in itself and collapse. But then this proves that someone else is telling the story and perhaps he told in some form that the troops would walk in and try and stop them. So that yeah. one always kind of stuck with me. I don't know. I always found <laughs> that quite interesting. Yeah, so. there's an infiniteness to, uh, to other stories we're telling that can't be stopped, no matter mm. how hard these uh, negative beings try. <laughs> there's a, the story will continue. There's an eternalness to this, this story. Yeah. Thinking of yeah. Which I was going to look up, and it says there's no such word, which of course there is. Um, where in a way we live in a solipsistic um, bubble, I think a lot yeah. of people, and you don't. Everything is based on your own experience, and so it's very difficult to extrapolate that to encompass somebody else's experience as you go through. Yet they are also involved with the creation of the reality in which you are living. So. Um, in some ways, it does imply that there has to be a, some kind of almost external arbiter who deals with the experiences all together and makes them cohere somehow. But there's a, there's a sort of a bias there to see the arbiter as separate. But I think that's our own biases in terms of separateness. Yes. Somehow. But then perhaps if that arbiter is also solipsistic, <laughs> contains all of us within that solipsism uh, we it, it begins to be a little bit like the uh, Taurus all over again where it revolves back in on itself and then out again um, mm. it's just yeah. it's, you can be you, you can be both can't you essentially yes. it's like you're experiencing being the universe and the universe is experiencing being you Yes, 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 yes. So it's like, again, it's like it's you know you go you go well if the if the background fluctuations are what create matter and there seems to be a coherentness to all of it, it's it's all all of it was that it's going in a direction. It has some sort of purpose. Therefore, it's doing what it's doing, and there's not much shifting it. Like so, don't don't get phased by it. Don't get worked up that you know there's a lot of negativity in this world it's it's going in a direction there's not much you can you can do but at the same time there is so it's like you know is there free will is there not free will it's a it's a weird one it's like it kind of is and there is it's like and that blows the brains apart 
That's almost happened. Sorry. No, go on. Is cat in the box? Is it there or isn't it? Uh, Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In a way, is it there or isn't it there? It's a similar sort of concept to me. It's almost like they're both. I think we're going in a in a line, whether it's, you know, where the universe is going and it could be reincarnation, could be all sorts of different things. And we can't control that in many respects. But also I think that because we are sentient, if you will, beings, and, and, and I guess being maybe ignorant here, but as far as we know, that other beings, other plants on this earth and other, maybe even other planets, that they're all on the same sentient level as us, but we only know that from what we observe of them but we can still manipulate our reality to some extent. It's almost like we're being pulled along, but we can change the increases of the, the road we're going down, maybe. Um, you know, that's what I think. But the end, the end, the end result or the, the, re, you know, the rebirth again will, will be the same, and we can't control that too much, um, that process. I think we do have um, a lot more power than we think in terms of manifestation. Uh... And we're, we're discovering it now, possibly in terms of the kind of the raising of consciousness and the awakening that humanity is going through right now. It, it is part of discovering what what our power really is, because I think for a long time it's been subdued. And now we're coming into a phase where we're, I think the people who are discovering this are able to to manifest how their life goes the trajectory it goes although it is a part it is a two-way conversation possibly and there's a there's a path that is natural to you and if you take that path and speak to your guides and mm -hmm. um and then just and try and navigate through that you can also manifest from that as well what you're looking for what is and it has to be something that you really want from your heart and not something that you know i, I want money to buy a buy a fast car but something yeah, it's really kind of like it's powerful. A, it's like a localized sort of um, uh, achievability of sorts because you are fractalized. We are part of the same system, which is our planet, and we are a collective, whether we like it or not. And it's the mass collective that sort of brings that energy and that vibration back down. No matter how hard you're trying to skyrocket in a direction, you've got to bring the rest with you. Where it's like looking at, I always sort of say you know looking at the body as a fractal if your hair had an individual consciousness on your arm then you can experience being the finger and you know then you can experience being the hand then you can experience being the arm and then you know to be experiencing the complete one it's just to be experiencing the whole body and you know if that head had ambitions to do its own thing at the end of the day it's rooted to the finger so it's not going anywhere until mm. it gets the finger doing what the hair wants to do so it has to like be a chain reaction of sorts so yeah you can certainly manipulate the the timeline to go where you hope it will go but you have to start on a localized level and it's only once we start all chiming together i mean maybe maybe if you took your own spaceship and went and like colonized your own planet then you you that that hair went and like <laughs> rerouted itself like a cutting from a plant or something mm -hmm. it went off and did its whole own reality but you know all the while while you're uh, you know that isn't an option for you you're uh, you're very much in this collective, and we're all experiencing each other's shared reality. So yeah. well, that's what Greer talks about, isn't it? He said it's not just our reality here on Earth. It's it's that all the universe is connected to the the many facets of star people and other dimensional beings. And it's one of my favourite quotes he said, um, which was that, "Oh, uh, uh, the greys are the bad ones." 
and the ones that look Norwegian are the good ones. And he said, not only is that wrong and stupid, it's uh, speciesism, he kind of calls it. He says, like, <laughs> just because it's not human, it has to be bad. And how do you know those blonde guys aren't, I, I just refer to myself there, they're not doing something wrong. And I found mm. that quite amusing, but it, it is just so obscene when you describe it that way. But it, it is that we're all connected. So I think we're all got... programmed, aren't we, to think that way, that if it looks human, it's, it's or at least, you know, looks Norwegian, blue eyes. Blonde I was going to say, where does that leave us standing? Yeah, yeah maybe. Where does that leave us standing with Rufa here? Yeah, exactly. Bloody Pleiadans. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, Norwegians, yeah. 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 That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I bring this topic to um, the, the linking to uh, UFOs in terms because we all we all um, we met each other as I said from from C five and listening to uh, a few people the 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 whole kind of the phenomenon as we call it the the kind of the community trying to establish you know are, are we alone and. Although I think all of us believe <laughs> that we're not alone, um, but that as a whole, we're still trying to establish that. And um, and just to bring it back to consciousness, how, how do you think? Do you think the um, the phenomenon, uh, the disclosure, if you will, will come about through a material, a vis- uh, the, a, the kind of visiting actual material aliens, or do you think it's going to be more of a consciousness disclosure that we end up moving more to? experiencing this other realm but from a consciousness rather than actually seeing it and feeling it and i don't know if that's kind of a really tough one really when you think about it it's like again it's like disclosures already happened for us when you think about it like (laughs) for us maybe but not for a lot of things there's a few people in my new local so (laughs) so some people are going to get it like on a on a sort of seeking type that you know it's going to it's going to land on the doorstep if they go looking for it in some regards but for those that are like really down in the you know down in that 3d mindset of being just you know uh every i just take my personality straight off the shelf voting works <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's no poison in anything we eat no it's all <laughs> yeah big farmer's got our best interests at heart you know those type of people like I think disclosure is going to be a yeah. It's probably going to have to come in in a physical in some regards because no matter how much you uh, go, look, look, these people are all connecting with their mind. They'd be like, they're all mental. Like exactly, yeah. it's ninety percent of well, the that, planet. That, no, but they're all mental. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> you that's know, often the thing, isn't it? Though it's it's each phase of of discovering something and discovering something new beyond ourselves. We've always been at that spot where it, it's the few, not few against the many, but it's the few who've they're experiencing and or doing something that most people just think is is absolute nonsense until they it is actually that they're experiencing themselves it's not that they're just seeing it for themselves i think like you could literally have a, a ufo appear have this amazing experience and i think it's good to have a questioning mind but quite often someone can go look i'm just going to block that out i'm just going to question it I, say, I can't accept that's what i saw and yeah, it's like if you saw a being, it's like if you, if you had this incredible experience in a deep meditation, um, there's the point to question, which is helping. There's the point where if you're in, in denial of something you've experienced and you're not willing to, put, to even accept the possibility. And that's why it's both the conscious uh, expansion and connecting with beings and, and many trying to help us. It's also the fact that to some extent you do need a physical expression 
of that that final like saying of right i know this is where i can see it i can feel it i can touch it i've experienced everything else or vice versa yeah i think the um there's uh, a yeah go yeah. ahead i can't quite hear yeah. you Donna. yeah but you can't hear me um, if you could oh, come close okay. to the mic. I mean, it's, it's a little bit quieter. I've got my charger. Is that better? Is that better? Well, that's better, yeah. Are you with your studio <laughs> mic set up? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this ominous thing hanging over us. That's no, my charger. It's just that I have had various predictive dreams. And, you know, Peter's been with me through some of them, most of them. Um, and so, you know, I can uh, verify that this is true. But... I'm never quite sure which ones are the predictive dreams and which ones aren't. But in two particular dreams that I have had, there has been an actual physical appearance within the sky of, first of all, what seemed, I, in both of them, I was in a, there was a valley with hills around. And in both of them, I was an observer. And there were clouds, just gentle clouds in the sky, nothing particular. And they just became more and more specific. And the whole sky became absolutely filled with UFOs, which looked like they were being concealed by clouds, but the shapes were very clear, nevertheless. Um, and there were different shapes of UFOs all over the sky. And the second time I had the dream, I thought, they're going to come again. This is, they're coming again. And I looked up in the sky and there were a couple of clouds and the same thing happened in a second dream several years later. So I think there is just an outside possibility that people will be convinced by an actual arrival of our fellow beings in the sky. And just because several dreams that I have had have been predictive and just maybe, I don't know. Yes, I've had this dream twice. This might also be. Yeah. Just saying. Well, well often when there's dreams, sorry, dreams twice, that there's a connection, isn't there, in some form? There maybe there's some some truth to it. I mean, uh, what what do you guys think about what um, you know Greer and other people talk about? Are there supposedly going to be this kind of fake or mock UFO invasion uh -huh. just to ban us all? all together in a very negative sense yeah. this, this um, um, one of the guys who um I, does anyone remember the name the guy on his deathbed said that uh the last oh, um, last straw can you remember the, the German oh, talking about yeah the, German um, the last straw would be played will be a fake, i can picture you mean yeah is the last yes. straw would be a, a fake alien invasion mm. but i have also heard that uh I think too many people are aware of that potentiality and it just wouldn't work. So, um, yeah, I can believe that. The feeling is when you get to see these various lights or shapes or whatever people see in the sky, you have a sense of warmth, an incredible feeling of connection. And mm. I think when they do arrive, instead of the fear that they're wanting people to feel, there will be the sense of, <sighs> you're mm -hmm. here. You know, I think that's that, what's yeah. going to happen. I think that will be Bernard, the Bernard Bernard Brown, the guy you're thinking of. Sorry? Bernard von Braun. Bernard, Bernard Brown. Yeah. That's the one, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, the, the Nazi scientist, yeah. 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 yeah, it's really fascinating, all that stuff. So, so what you were saying about, um, so uh, 
<laughs> I actually had a I had a memory pop into my head when you was talking about about dreams there, Donna. Um, when I'm, I must have been eight, this was right in the middle of my uh, my parents' uh, divorce, and I remember staying at my dad's new house, and uh, apparently I ran into his bedroom, and he was just like, he was like, yeah, you weird, you never like want to sleep in in your parents' bed at all. And he ran into my bedroom last night, half asleep, going, they're coming in their spaceships. They're coming in their spaceships. <laughs> and he was like, all right, lads, they're coming in their spaceships. Bless you. <laughs> Probably fucking were. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I was, uh, so the, the significant, you know how we were saying how people were sort of, um, will have their own relative disclosure and their own rights. So that um, significant sighting I had just really kick-started it all for me. Uh, when I was 18, uh, when I was at my hometown, I saw the in- amazing light, orange light show. There must have been about eight of us there. And uh, one of the one of the lads has gone on to do a master's degree in physics. And he was the most sceptical person that evening. Like, he was literally going, snuffing, lads. Snuffing. It was like, Jamie, mate, like, w- my hairs are on end because I can't even work out what the hell's going on right now. And you're, he was just in full state of denial, like, it's nothing. It's nothing. You're like, what do you mean it's nothing? None of us can even make sense of this right now. It's not a helicopter. It's not a weather balloon. It's not a Chinese lantern. It's not a plane. Come on, like any anything. Is it a flare? Like, it's, give me a, give me any type of sort of go in here. And he's like, it's got to be something. You're like, well, obviously it's something, but you know, just uh, there will be some world. people on this world that even if they arrived on the uh, White House lawn and uh, went on TV, they'll be like, oh, it's all CGI or. You know, yeah part of the reason for that in fairness i think is that we, we live in a, a world where like so many things do just you know come across fake it's so hard to believe what the real narrative is and we we somehow have just built the most incredible technology it's often the video game engines isn't it they use for movies that mm. yeah like i said there's the questioning which is healthy which is well they could have just cgi that gray alien next to um you know the U.S. President Biden, um, but then on the flip side, you could you could be there, you could observe it yeah. right in front of you. Think, oh well, my word! Honest, if, if we were to deconstruct reality right down to the bare bones, at what point do you say this is real? Yeah. I mean, even this conversation now. I mean, is it real? Um, I'm experiencing it, but there's there's a point at which you go. Actually, the only bit I know that's real is that I exist. I am. Yeah, that's the key. That's it. That's that's the only key. thing you can say is real. I am. Yeah, and the, for me, the, 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 and I don't know that's the same for you because obviously with the slopsism argument, that was the, uh, one, of the one of the analogies that again at the end of that docu series by um, Donna, what's his name, Nassim Haramine? Yeah, yeah, Haramine. Yeah, <laughs> like at the end, he's just like, you know, where what do you define as you? Like, okay, you've you've got your skin, but what about your electromagnetic aura? Uh, you know, like. Do you do you control the rhythm of your heart? Um, do you control the you know the microbiology that's going on in your tummy? Like where do, where does you end and where does it begin? You know there there is no real sort of border. Like we just sort of imagine because we have this body that that's where we begin, that's where we end. But where does the consciousness begin and when does where does it end? And I think the more you tap you tap into that thought the more you're going to realize I'm part of the bigger whole. And that's when you start to be able to tap into this greater consciousness where you can experience actually being 
you know, the larger fractalized version of yourself and you start to experience more of yeah. what you're tapping into. And that's where they sort of, you know, they start, they're saying that now we're going to be built, you know, the new, the new humans are being built with an, an onboard um, bullshit monitor. <laughs> where, where you, this you isn't a transhumanism know. thing, is it? <laughs> you don't have to, yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I think everyone on this call is probably to some extent sort of built with a little bit of a, an onboard bullshit monitor but i think it's going to get it's going to get more uh people are going to become a lot more sort of tuned into it as they as they're in their intuitive my knowledge rather than their yeah, rational they're, mind, they're yeah. not tapping into just oh whatever my experience is like your localized experiences they're tapping into all experiences because if you are truly a fractalized Fractal, you know, fractal, fra you know, <laughs> fraction of the of the entire cosmos. Then at some point, you're going to be able to access all of it. And when I say all of it, I literally mean all of it. Like, you know, all of our experiences combined, I all mean, of history. Yeah, people talk combined. of the Akashic record. That's it. That's the, it. Yeah. And, and you got, you got, you, you know, you look at that young, uh, young Matthias de Stefano is just like coming out saying, yeah, yeah, yeah right, actually. basically, I this isn't any. If you watch his, because uh, the series that he does, the um, the initiation series is very much sort of like like it's coming from somewhere within him. But then he's got another series where it's actually more of a sort of like video blog where he's basically saying, "I never asked for this," and he's quite humble in the sense that he's like, "I I, I don't know any of this. This stuff just comes through me like I'm remembering stuff, and I didn't do the math. I didn't do." any of the the research that you probably should do when you're going to come out and say oh yeah yeah it's all connected and you know mm. all the stuff that he's saying but at the same time it's now being backed up by people that are doing the math and they're all saying the same thing and then it's at the same time some of these spiritual practices have been saying this for thousands of years they go oh yeah keep up <laughs> like well, you know it's, it's, it's mad how it's all sort of coming together right now like this weird convergence of uh of science and spirit and it's like yeah it's all it's all part of the same thing so you know you're both right in your own right you're just now realizing all of it but yeah the fact that tapping into this this knowing is is almost like um yeah it's the type of experience that you have when you're having a deep psychedelic or you know spiritual experience where all of a sudden you're tapping into a an outright sort of oh yeah i can't explain it but i know it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think all of it is is connected and you know it's, it's very easy to look at the past and think you know it's it's like there's the modern point of view the correct point of view and what was in the past was a more primitive way of looking at things and we couldn't be more wrong and i think people like matthias as, as i said to you i'm a big fan of and he's a very humble guy and it's not an agenda of what he's trying to do and i think like you know quantum physics and he said about string theory and all these amazing concepts not concept theories but now being scientifically supported are supporting the the spirituality of existence and consciousness in some ways and um if we do kind of look at the world as maybe from a like an architect's perspective um it's just that explanation of how we're all like, connected and there are people who without any science or textbook and stuff kind of knew this so early on and we're only really now on this what we think is developed but not really but you know technologically somewhat advanced existence we're actually really only truly discovering ourselves and how we are connected i think mm -hmm. and um on this earth yeah well on that note maybe we should uh 
round this up and um, hopefully we can uh, do this again sometime. But um, thank you for everyone uh, uh, on, the, on uh, coming to talk about consciousness and UFOs. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.